thoughtless to stand before the throne. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. You know that you're faultless to stand before the throne? And praise the Lord for that. For it is He who purchased us. It is He who satisfied God the Father on our behalf. He's a great Savior. All right. We have been uh, studying some in John chapter 10. And uh, basically the doctrine that we've been presenting is the perseverance and the preservation of the saints. Uh, we uh, have found that we are secure in Him. And it's not just a feeling or a hope as men hope that we have, but it's an assurance from God's holy word to those who trust in Him. It's an assurance that we have. What a blessed assurance it is. All right. So, uh, for this morning, let's do turn back to Psalm 16. We talked on it a little bit last week, mainly the, the first uh, four or five verses. And we'll just uh, review a little bit, and then we'll carry on with Psalm chapter 16. I'll tell you, uh, when you need the Lord, which is always, when you feel... Uh, that you need to draw closer to the Lord, certainly turn to Him in prayer in His Word. Turn to His Word because this is the final say for even solving the problems that we have every day. Our help, our strength to keep going. Well, we need that, don't we? We do. So often we feel that we are at the end of our rope in whatever situation that we find ourselves in in our daily lives. But as God has promised, even as He promised Joshua, don't worry, don't fear, fear not. I will never leave you. And that's a promise to you and to me too. A comforting reassurance of the assurance of salvation that we have. A comforting reassurance that we are His. And that He is our Lord. I like that uh, example of, of being in prison. The lost sinner certainly is chained to sin and in prison. And what part of the prison is, is the worst part to be in? Well, it's death row, isn't it? Absolutely it is. As sinners without Christ, that's where we find ourselves, isn't it? Absolutely. On death row. But praise God... He has redeemed us. All right. Psalm 16. Preserve me, O God, for in Thee do I put my trust. We went over that a little bit uh, last week. And I talked about uh, my mom and dad used to preserve things. And I don't think I fully uh, explained what I wanted to here when we talked about the fact that when God saved you, he instilled, He imputed, He put into you, 
into your heart and mind the Holy Spirit of God. There is a part of you, and it is this new person, this new man that God has created in you. He told Nicodemus, you must be born again. You must be born of the water and of the Spirit. The Spirit enters us. Well, just as oil and water do not mix, it's the same with the flesh and the Spirit. There's a separation there. That part of you that is God living within you is put in a place that has been preserved, cleansed, set apart, separated. We've talked a lot about uh, the presence of God in the past. And when God is on earth, that that part of earth that he touches is holy ground. That's a fact. When when preservation, the act of preserving, whether it's vegetables or whatever, my dad used to can mullet. But the first thing, he had to sterilize that container. Had to sterilize that container. Whatever was on or in that container that would contaminate the uh, whatever food was being put in that container had to be eliminated. And I believe that uh, when the Bible talks about He took away the stony heart that we had and gave us a heart of flesh. That word flesh there, it doesn't mean sinful flesh. It means something that is soft and penetrable. I don't know why it's hard for me to say. But that's what he's done. He gave you a new heart, see? And within that heart, guess who lives? It's the Holy Spirit of God. What a thought. We're preserved, see? There's no contamination that can pollute this new man that God has created in you, this new woman that He has created in you. None can separate us from His hand. John 10, we studied it, didn't we? We've taught on it. The Lord said, not only that, but my Father which is in heaven is greater than all, and no one can pluck my people from His hand. He's preserved us. Preserve me, O God, for I for in thee do I put my trust. Trust and obey. Boy, it's a wonderful privilege to be able to come aside from the daily week. Uh especially you guys who still work I started to say forty hours a week, but a lot of y'all working eighty and ninety hours a week, but to come aside from all of that, even the pressure that we feel, the anxiety that we feel uh, under this pressure in our daily lives, we can come aside from that here. God designated this place. God designated this time for you to be here and for me to be here. And praise God for Him to be here. He has truly 
set us aside. All right. Verse 2. O my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, thou art my Lord. My goodness extendeth not to thee. We talked about that a little bit. Last week, uh, my goodness extendeth not to thee. Any goodness, any good works that come from me originated with God. Because by nature, I'm not good. Oh, but I have a new nature, don't I? And that new nature is possessed by the Holy Spirit of God. There's a separation there. Yes, I still have this old heart. Yes, I still have this human nature. But it's been set aside for a new life. It desires God. It desires to know more about Him that rests on His promises that He's coming back for me. All right. But to the saints that are in the earth and to the excellent in whom is all my delight. I looked at this a little bit. To the saints that are in the earth and to the excellent whom is my delight. O my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, Thou art my Lord, my goodness extendeth not to thee, but to the saints that are in the earth, to the excellent in whom is all my delight. Our works, our spiritual works that God does through us, I don't think they add anything to God's character. I don't think they put anything in God's bank. Our works are for each other. Our works are for the edifying of the saints. Our works in God's hands are for the salvation of souls. Their sorrow shall be multiplied that hasten after another God. Their drink offerings of blood will I not offer nor take up their names into my lips. The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance, and of my cup thou maintainest my lot. The Lord is the portion of of mine inheritance. It makes me think of the Levites. Remember the Levites? When the Lord drew a line for the children of Israel, and divided up land. You remember? He didn't give the, the uh, sorry, the Levites any. He didn't give them any land. They didn't inherit any land on earth, did they? No. Their domain was the tabernacle and a place designated around the tabernacle for them. But their portion was the Lord. They were a special people within God's people. The Levitical priesthood, 
designed by God, given to a designated group of people by God, they had the offices in the tabernacle which put them between the sinful people and a holy, righteous God. They were the priests. They didn't need land, did they? Their portion was God. Let's look there for just a second. Numbers chapter 18. We'll find one verse about it. Numbers chapter 18 and verse 20 says, And the Lord spake unto Aaron, Thou shalt have no inheritance in their land. What land are we talking about? The land of Canaan. The designated land that God promised who? Abraham. The Lord spake unto Aaron, Thou shalt have no inheritance in their land, neither shalt thou have any part among them. I am... That always grabs me. Who is I am? That's the Lord. I am thy part and thine inheritance among the children of Israel. We're not going to inherit anything here on this earth. We're not going to carry any of it with us, are we? Nor do we need to. Our inheritance is a life with our Lord and our Savior. An eternal life of learning about and praising Him. Behold, verse 21, I have given the children of Levi all the tent in Israel for an inheritance. So everything that they needed, God provided. Everything as He does us. All right. Back to our text. Psalm 16, verse 5. The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance, and of my cup thou maintainest my lot. We spoke of this last week. What does it mean there? Well, we looked at the root word for that word cup, kose or kos, and it literally means to hold together. To hold together. The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and the portion of my cup. Who's holding your life together today? Is it you through all this stress and worry and, and, and running around and taking care of everything? And we do and we need to. We have to. But who's really holding it all together? It's Him, isn't He? It's Him. It's the Lord. Thou maintainest my lot. I tell you, it brings peace to my heart when I can... In comfort, know that God's in control. He's holding it all together. And a deeper thought in that it's mystifying 
to think that He always has been. He's always been holding your life together because He had plans for you. He's a great Creator, isn't He? I'll tell you. God is awesome. Our inheritance is not of this earth, but it's of God and His wonderful plans for us. You wonder what that is? Turn to this book and you'll see all through this book God has a wonderful plan for you. And it's eternal. And none can take it away from you. None can pluck us from His hand. The lines are falling unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. And those lines were like the lines that they drew according to God's directions when He gave portions of land to the different tribes. The lines are falling unto me in pleasant places. Well, that takes it off of this earth, don't it? Yes, it does. Our portion is not of this earth, but of a new earth, a new heaven that God is going to prepare for us. I will bless the Lord, verse 7, who hath given me counsel. My reins also instruct me. I have set the Lord always before me because He is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Trust and obey. That's what we're doing. We're here today trusting in the Lord for a message that He knows we need. We don't even know how to pray as we ought, do we? But praise God, He is the portion of my inheritance and my cup. He's holding me together. And by His strength, we will continue to trust and obey Him. If there's only two people come here, we're going to continue to preach the truth of God. He's in control. It's His strength that we stand in. Verse 8 said, I have set the Lord always before me because He is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. Through whatever trials we go through, we are still able to rejoice in Him because we have the confidence, the truth of His Word, that He's in control. He's holding it all together. Therefore my heart is glad, my glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine Holy One to see corruption. When you look up that word there for hell, it's uh, sheole, however you say that. And it's also translated the world of the dead. Realize this morning that we're living in a world of the dead, the separated from God. It doesn't take a whole lot of uh, looking to see that, does it? 
But we're not separated from Him. We are living in Him. He is living within us. Therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest in hope, for thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine Holy One to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life. For I'm so thankful that God has drawn me into and shown me the path of life. What did he draw me from? The path of death. I was on death row. Yes, thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures for this hour, yes, and forevermore. Oh, won't you rejoice with me this morning? If you know that Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. He did it because He loved you. Nothing can separate you from His powerful hand of love. The Bible tells us that your name is written on His hands. He knows you better than you know yourself. Rely on Him. Trust in Him. Even through the hard times and the pain and the sickness, He's bringing us through and teaching us that He is the faithful one on whom we can rely. With all of our life, we can rely on Him. He's a great Savior.